Welcome back to the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Your flex account doesn't roll over, but we do. How's everybody doing? <laughs> now play dead. <laughs> yeah, Tia Blith, play dead. <laughs> oh, jeez. Good boy. <laughs> it's his best trick. All right, so we're back in Yoli's Pond, population 7,840, and, mm-hmm. uh-huh, and mm-hmm. you guys, uh, you're finally back from the Blue Gardens of Talil, and you just got some distressing news from Mariana. Oh, God, that's right. Yeah. You know, I spent a couple days really uh torn up about this and then the rest of the week i totally forgot and had a wonderful time and then now i'm <laughs> realizing again okay yep your morning process is fascinating <laughs> yeah uh yeah so mariana has figured out through her uh familiarity with the veins of creation and her uh professional study of your o-balls that she can Reverse the polarity of your O-balls, which will, instead of repelling negative energy, would cause them to absorb positive energy. What this would mean for stuff like your negative energy resistance and your spell resistance versus necromancy, you're not sure. Uh, But whatever minute changes it would have, the macro change is if any of you guys happen to be at ground zero of a uh, radiant fire detonation, it would have a chain reaction, and instead of uh, instead of the desired result from Tarbafan, it would cause him to explode, uh, t- like taking the full brunt of that radiant fire, but it would also have the same effect on you guys. Yeah, it's that last part that really gets us. And you know, this is this is Pathfinder, there's there's gods, there's revival magic, there's all that, but apparently the damage done to your souls will be so absolute that there won't be souls remaining to to be brought back to life if, you know, you were to set up such a contingency. There wouldn't even be, like, like Phrasma herself wouldn't be able to be like, all right, well, I'll take care of it. These guys are, these guys get another chance. Like, your souls would just, it would, it would stop existing. You ever die so bad that your soul dies too? Yeah. I've died three times, never that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you, you know, the, the the totality of damage this would have to Tarbafon is less, less defined but Mariana is positive that at the very least it would uh, destroy the shard of the Shattered Shield of Arneson that has been lodged in his palm, which would effectively remove his ability to use the Radiant Fire. This would mean that he could no longer just take a shard, give it to an acolyte, have that acolyte just go into a city disguised as a refugee, and then whenever he wanted to, just pop that city. Question. Yes. So if she reversed this polarity or did whatever her magic is, Mm. and then we'd be fine until that happened. Yes. 
I mean, this is a pretty unprecedented procedure, so I guess anything could happen. But right. according to her, yes, uh, you'd be unaffected uh, until that happened. We'd be the ticking time bomb, which we're always sort of fighting against anyway. But now it's like uh, when it happens, we are lights out for sure. Yeah. And in addition to you guys, this uh, this flip this flipping of your O-balls would not just affect you, uh, it would affect pretty much everybody uh, on the material plane with an O-ball, as the O-balls are so connected. So, Rogyar would have his O-ball flipped. Uh, Any other stragglers from, like, the Ghost of Vigil who are just kind of getting by somewhere, whether they're on the Boneyard or they made it back to the material plane, their O-balls would be flipped. Uh, And likely any... Uh, new O-Balls created after the fact by future detonations of the Radiant Fire, if that were to happen, uh, those would likely also be flipped. Uh, so, <sighs> it's definitely a bittersweet uh, bit of news uh, because you have your first ever tangible uh, weapon that you can throw back at Tarbafan, but it comes with uh, it's us. quite a hefty cost. <laughs> yeah. It's us. High five. <laughs> so, uh, Marina just kind of dropped that bomb on you, no pun intended, uh, oh, and then God. kind of just apologized for giving you such a weighty decision to make, but she didn't want to make it for you, and then she kind of left you guys alone to discuss that. So, I guess go ahead and take it from there. Oh, now, real quick, the uh, I'm imagining like our roles in this become the uh, the drunk guy in Independence Day. Yeah, he has to he has to make the choice to like fly directly into the beam to to stop the alien ship. Yep. Uh, yeah, you can look at it like that. I saw a a great comparison on the Paizo forums a while ago that was like, and. Uh, like basically this as like Paizo's last AP this is uh, their Avengers Endgame and you all get to be Tony Stark get to be Tony Stark? yes I don't want to be Tony Stark I want to be his hot wife (laughs) (laughs) maybe next AP but uh, right now uh, yeah you guys you're you're given the keys to your very own infinity infinity gauntlets Uh, you just gotta key him up with uh with Tarbafon slash Thanos and then my only other question not that I'm not a hero and totally ready to lay my life on the line like I do but of course if we were like no we can stop Tarbafon in other ways you know it's like that's what our we are trying to do that yeah so the the problem with that is Tarbafon that is the problem. Is, is, <laughs> He's Carbafon, always been the problem. Yeah, Carbafon is a lich, and as such, if you if you beat him up so bad, you bring him to below zero hit points. He's not gone. He simply uh, is pulled back to his phylactery, which, by the way, literally nobody knows where it is, or if anybody does, they're not talking about it, and. In 1d10 days, he's just right back to doing what he does. And with the metaphysical properties of 
the shattered shield of Arneson in his palm, just like your obols in your hearts, when he reforms, he will still have that in his palm. Woof. So, yeah, so you can, you know, you can go confront him the old-fashioned way, maybe get lucky and actually beat him, but that won't solve the problem. You'll just delay it a little bit and probably give him uh, even really more mad. drive to, yeah, to get it done. I think that's what makes it kind of an easy decision for Uhtred. To me, to him, the equation is simply not if we could win against the Whispering Tyrant, but that if we don't win, he can make more shards, right? That's why Nessie's there. So the smarter play would be let's take away his super weapon. Even if taking it away doesn't kill him, it makes it more likely for somebody else to have a chance. Right. Because, like, meanwhile, in like in in his wake, how many potential heroes has he wiped off the map in his destruction of Vigil? Like, you guys were pretty big deals in Vigil, but, like, you know, how many people... Like, there were probably a handful of people who were even more proficient heroes than you were at the time. And They're just gone. the sheer numbers of it, I mean... As strong Absolutely. of a hero I am, I don't know if I'm 5,000 people, you know, right. worth of right. potentially fighting. <laughs> I mean... And then meanwhile, the I more mean... ba- the more bastions of civilization he destroys, the, the more undead he adds to his army and the less uh, soldiers the living has to push back against that growing army. It's obviously not like a one-to-one ratio. He can't, like, he's... The, the Radiant Fire is so destructive that, you know, some people are just completely torn asunder and they can't be raised as undead or anything. But as you saw in Vigil, uh, the amount of undead that he could just march in and claim are definitely not ignorable. I mean, he if we, if, if we fail and he still has that shard and the ability to use it, there's, he literally can take all of Galarian. Every time he uses that, not only does it remove a threat, it bolsters his actual army. Yeah. yeah. So definitely a hard pill to swallow, but yeah, I think like what Nick said for Uhtred, it seems like it's your. It seems like it's just your best play. Like Uhtred definitely has an issue with if it was guaranteed that it was just going to be who's ever within the range when it happens. Not even a second thought. Let's go do it. Flip it. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that there's a chance that maybe anybody with an oval also just dies, regardless of their vicinity to it actually going off. But when the alternative is, well, Tarbafan now basically can make these bombs at will. And, uh, yeah. He's going to just hit everybody with nukes. And so... My biggest hang-up, or I should say Thalias, he always sort of pictured that we'd save the world and him and Randolph would reunite. But you're saying if he, if Thalias gets hit by a bomb, then his soul goes away and there's no reuniting yep, with Randolph. no reuniting. That is correct. That's, out of everything, that's actually the hardest pill for Thalias to swallow. Like, he's fine being the hero. He's died, you know, fighting the cause. But in in the back of his mind, he he already sort of had these plans where, in the end, 
it would all be okay, you know? Kind of like but, Gladiator, where he's constantly, like, seeing his wife and kid in, you know, the sunny yard, like, yeah. no I'm not done yet, but when I am done, that's waiting for me. Yeah, but now it seems like, it's like, Thelias, that's not how it's gonna work. It's like, well, holy shit, really? Like, this is, this is like, a really brutal realization for Thelias on that front. You know, everything else is crazy but par for the hero course that is like that really sucks to be finding out and i'm trying to think of a way around it but it seems like every everything is worse than that so it's just sort of like you know a dream being stolen from me now yeah um what are our genus's thoughts we've we've heard a lot from utrid and thalias and how they feel about this how about our genus i mean our genus is Thinking solemnly, he's also kind of still <laughs> mourning uh, Tiablith a little bit. Okay. Uh, uh, he was his. Uh, he was probably he was the closest his... to Tiablith. They were besties. Yeah, yeah we were besties. <laughs> I, I, I really did see his. Uh, you saw something in it. Yeah, I saw. I really did. <laughs> his squishy insides. Um. <laughs> Oh, Tom, too soon. <laughs> we all saw those. <laughs> uh, but mulling it over, our genus is... Uh, I mean... <laughs> uh, is there even a, a, a question at this point? <laughs> uh, like, everything goes black for us. We don't feel anything. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for the big rest. <laughs> We've certainly seen there can be far worse fates than that. I know he's a little new to the group, but... Oh, uh, yeah! A new guy's gonna get blown the is, fuck up. What does Valbar Fiddlestitch think about this? Wait, he has an O-Ball too, right? We went over this. Yes, he does. Oh, my... Good job, Matt, making a character with an O-Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him if he wanted to, and he said absolutely yes. You did not even give me that option. <laughs> <laughs> I would have taken a no-ball anyway, but uh, don't pretend like you gave me a choice. <laughs> uh, but no, Valbar is, after living within the nation of Geb for as long as he has, um, Valbar is no stranger to undeath. As much as that's not something that bothers him anymore, he also doesn't want to see... He doesn't want to see that happen to, you know, everyone on Galarian. Pair that with just a burning desire to see the Whispering Tyrant dealt with is going to make Valbar on board for this. If for nothing else than to get revenge for Arasni's sake. Okay. If there's one thing Arasni was, it was... Well, if there's two things Arasni was, she was petty and vengeful. And if Valbar can accomplish that vengeance even after she's gone then that is a win in his book yeah kind of i will say like it, it would be i think a really hard sell I, i'd imagine to anyone at this point in our group to kind of like not do this uh, unless of course if there's like some sort of alternative way like uh, you know, if we happen to find the phylactery, yeah, of course, I'd rather live. But, like, I don't know. I I, I think it's a hard sell. Yeah, finding Tarbefon's phylactery uh, is kind of considered impossible. 
by anybody who like has committed their lives to fighting undead than like specifically Tarbafon. I'm sure Last Wall after the Shining Crusade probably spent at least a century or two looking for it. Yeah. One hundred percent, yeah. It sucks that it's always in the last place you look. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if it is like somewhere in the depths of Gallowspire where like it was right. too much for us to really like even attempt. Uh that is a possibility. There are other like fringe theories that say it's not, like on it's like Could be somewhere on another in the heart of existence of, like, the negative or something. energy plane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or even that he got like Urgothoa herself to hide it for him. I feel like Tarbefan would not trust it to Urgothoa when he considers gods to be below him, as yeah. we found out. I yeah. don't think he thinks there's anybody he could entrust it to. I agree, but it's still a theory. Um, all right, so should I assume that this has been like just some quantification of the conversation that the group has been having? Yeah. yeah. Uh, or do you guys want to like role play out a conversation separate from this? Um, I'm good. The only thing that I really want to add is while we're having this conversation, Thelias is basically, you know, coming to terms with this, how it's going to be in his dream of, you know, reuniting with Randolph is, you know, it was a dream and that's all it was. But he realizes that he's going to spend his remaining time erecting some sort of memorial piece to him and randolph so somewhere nice. some way you know it, they some won't be gone forever they'll bean be statue <laughs> for the love of god, god you gotta damn. try these beans <laughs> they're not just peasant food anymore <laughs> okay that well, not a bean statue, but like yes, yeah. some something like that, but not a bean statue. I cannot be more clear. <laughs> yeah. Well, Thelias, having spent as much time as I have in Geb, speaking with the souls of the departed is not a terribly difficult feat. While you may not spend your eternal rest with this Randolph person. There are numerous ways in which you could at least commune with him at least one last time. And that's what I must do. Thank you, Valbar. Valbar just kind of like nods his head and you feel uh, your balance come back as he looks away from you. <laughs> Thank you, Valpoo. <laughs> I don't know if this was uh, mentioned yet, but uh, keep in mind too that if uh, if uh, we die beforehand, uh, uh, our souls will be uh, will be saved. So if you wanna <laughs> if you wanna exit now, I guess now would be the good time. That's a fair if uh, morbid point. <laughs> I'm going to be erased from existence or die trying. Well, <laughs> you're not like erased from existence. Yeah. And it's weird to think that die trying might be the preferable option. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. 
I mean, it really comes down to how important is it for you personally to get some sort of afterlife? Is it is it worth saying fuck it to the world? I'm about me. This well, honestly, the that's the whole thing because uh, I'm not sure how much you guys know of the lore of gnomes on Galarian. Not is zero. <laughs> gnomes <laughs> I've never are never seen one before. <laughs> gnomes are descent like they're they're fey creatures they're originally mm. from the first world the realm of the fey and they're functionally immortal except they go through a process of call what's called bleaching where they, they need a reason to keep living and for the most part that reason is rooted in different forms of whimsy and wonder um and you will notice that like in older gnomes, they will literally be paler than their younger brethren. It's because just like that will to live is leeching out of them. So honestly, for Valbar, like you're telling him he never has to worry about the bleaching because he's going to go out doing what he really wants to do, which is fuck up the Whispering Tyrant's life. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, you stave off the bleaching by finding... Uh, finding things that interest you. Like, you, you, gnomes will literally get, they will literally die of boredom. Like, that's what the bleaching is. Yeah. How old is Valspar? Uh, what did I put here? Valbar is 85. Alright. Old, but not like. In, not in gnome years, he's like. Kind of young. He's a spry young whippersnapper. Comparatively, <laughs> he's probably like late 20s. Right. To a oh young god. All right, so yeah, you guys kind of discuss your situation. It seems like everybody is, for the most part, uh, even if they're not happy about it, uh, on board with going through with this. So obviously you still have, like before you can even pull the trigger on flipping your O-balls, you have to go to Tumbaha Mountain and you have to... Uh, clear it out so Mariana can go there with you and do that procedure. Yes. We have a dragon to fight. Indeed. And more on that in a second. But first, uh, Joe, you got off easy and you get a free day, but I forgot to make you roll fortitude on that disease you contracted from uh, Paladin. Nah, Marina fixed me up. Remember, she was looking at me and was like, "Oh, look she at was tinkering. She was <laughs> tinkering. She just yoinked it right out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just give me fortitude save though. <laughs> okay, just, just in case, just for, just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Joe could have. Oh well, never mind. <laughs> yeah, he could have channeled the hierophant <laughs> and taken care of it, but but it's yeah. Elias. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Champion or bust, baby. Okay, fortitude twenty-one. Who's better than me? Do you have something that lets you re-roll things? I do. You also had things that let you add bonuses to this roll. 21 is good. Are you saying that's not enough? At this point in the game, I don't know, but sure. <laughs> okay, darn. Well, what are the odds this thing kills me? Well, it might be better <laughs> at this point. That's <laughs> true. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so, 21 is uh, going to fail. Wait, 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 wait. I got stuff to increase that number. No, you gotta do it before you roll it. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta you gotta do those things before I tell you you failed. Yeah, I know. Just kidding. I don't remember how much wisdom drain you took last time you failed. I have it right here. Four. Four. Wow. Uh, well, take another three. 
Oh my God. I don't got too much wisdom left, bro. Yeah, you might want to heal that drain up. <laughs> and uh, Oh, wait. Oh, I think I can do that, actually. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to roll for another sense that you permanently lose. Last time was taste. Oh, wow, 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 wow. I think we were talking about different diseases. I thought this was, uh, you know, that, that prickly disease where it's just kind of inconvenience me. It's not the one that's about to kill me or lose a lose a full sense again I totally pretty, forgot about this pretty inconvenient yeah um so you've art you so you have lost your sense of taste uh For and now. today you've lost your sense of smell okay so my guy's got covid so you've gotten super lucky with those sen- lucky. Ro- sense rolls you have gotten super lucky you could have been blinded you could have been deafened <laughs> one of the rolls is all Oh God. <laughs> okay, this I'm laughing, but this is funny. How do I how do I fix this? Uh, you ask Valbar to cast psychic surgery on you. Oh yeah, I think like maybe in the like as you guys are having this conversation, like Thalias is getting like progressively more upset that he's never gonna see, he's never gonna have that <laughs> reunion with Randolph. Like yeah. maybe just kind of he just suddenly like slips and like. It, 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 like he's he's not just upset. He's like, there's something wrong with Elias. What's going on? I can't taste anything or smell anything. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong. If Valbar does the psychic surgery, that would heal the symptom, but not cure the disease, right? Psychic surgery just gets rid of the ability drain, yes, right. but he would still have the disease. Okay, so make sure you figure out how you get rid of the disease, Joe. You channel the Hierophant so you, and make right. remove disease one of your I know spells. it's champion or bust, but unless you want to uh, have a scram situation where you're just riding out the duration of this disease and or poison. <laughs> Remember that? That was great. <laughs> I was stuck in a barrel for like five days. But yeah, okay. uh, Valbar will cast Psychic Surgery to at least get rid of that Wisdom Drain, and then it's up to you for the rest of it. That costs, I believe, 250 in Diamond Dust? Uh, yes, it does. Yeah, I, I hop back on the table to go undergo another procedure. It's a good thing we're in this room. Um, as to restoring these senses... It's all coming back to me now without the Wisdom Drain. I think I can smell and taste again. No, you still have, you still have no sense of taste or smell. Um... Now, there's a spell called Remove Blindness slash Deafness. That's a third level cleric spell. Um, so I think based on that, a I think I'd say a restoration spell uh, is perfectly acceptable uh, stand-in to remove to uh, restore any other lost senses, and one casting would restore both of those to you. To the so. Hierophant. Oh, I got restoration too. Oh, okay. Um, so that's another hundred gold in diamond dust for restoration. Oh, honestly, restoration would have been the the one to go to to start with, because that's a hundred gold gets rid of all points drained from a single ability, and would restore the senses. I'll let you recon and have you just do restoration for the whole the whole thing. Whew! I'll take it. Thank you, Valbar. So you still have the the Tumbaha Mountain to get to. Um, uh, where where are we at with that? Like, obviously, that's on your on your list. Uh, any preparations before you go back out? 
Uh, what's what's uh, what's the plan? We should go somewhere we can actually shop before we go to the mountain. Okay. Um, so you guys have access to Greater Teleport, which obviously gives you pretty un uh, unfettered access to just about any shopping location we can think of. Our genus. Was I correct in my identification that you didn't use you didn't use just a teleport spell to bring us back to Morena's? But that was in fact a greater teleport spell. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm glad that you uh, took notice. Yeah, uh, I was watching uh, Tia Blith for uh, quite, quite some time, and uh, the time that we were brought to the wrong docks, yeah, uh, <laughs> it kind of uh, made me uh, take up a little bit of a better, uh, a better spell. Yes, <laughs> greater teleport. Why, where do you want to go? He'd be so mad if he was alive right now hearing you say that. <laughs> well, I, I think I would like to go back and see Rogar and at least do him the courtesy of telling him to his face that we kind of are rolling the dice potentially on his life. Oh, um, may I uh, give you a, a little bit of uh, wisdom from this... Uh... Uh, this mad man that stands before you. Uh, I I don't think I'm going to change your uh, <laughs> position so easily, but um, sometimes uh, alerting people that uh, they have potentially very limited time with no choice in the matter whatsoever um, <laughs> might not be as good of a plan as you might think it is. No, I I understand what you're saying, Arginus, but please, you know, trust in the fact I've known Rogar my whole life, and I'm very confident that he would want to know this. If nothing else, just merely to prepare his daughter and wife. I mean, they've so recently gone through such a great tragedy that I can't imagine it would be better for them to just Wake up one day and now dad's gone. Uh, well, you, uh, you don't have to, uh, convince me. Um, uh, although, uh, potentially convincing the wife, that might be a whole other story. It can't be much worse than showing up with the undead queen. <laughs> Before anybody says anything else, Arginus kind of just grabs everybody's Wait, Arginus, shirt. Arginus, no, stop! <laughs> Go! <laughs> Oh, that was really close. Wait. Oh, uh, what? You wanted to go uh, see Rogar? Yes, but I don't you think at the very least we should let Morena know? I, th I think she's a little committed to our current journeys. And What do you think I she's going to think? <laughs> she left us in the kitchen, and now all of a sudden she comes back ten minutes later with probably something delicious for us to eat, and we're gone. I she really wish I did it now. She did seem rather perturbed when we just appeared here moments ago. I do want to go see Rogar. I was thinking maybe in the morning we could go. I'll tell Morena what our plan is. Tell her we'll be back in two, three days. 
Oh, well, we can, we can grab <laughs> uh, some shopping over there, maybe. Who even knows if fucking Curse is still standing? Yeah, this might make uh, things a lot easier for Uhtred, depending on... Uh, Don't get any fucking ideas. <laughs> <laughs> a population of 40,000 people. I mean, Delias is still fucking dealing with his disease over here. If it's alright with you... Maybe we'd just be best for everybody included if we just left in the morning. Oh, uh, very well. Thank you. All right, so you guys are spending the night in Yoli's Pond and teleporting to Curse tomorrow, correct? Correct. That is correct. Yep. And I'm not sure how late it was when we got back to Marina. Not very. Um, yeah, it wasn't super late. We'll, we'll use that time to go through Teobalus notes. Okay. Maybe we should probably bury him, too. Yep. Yeah. That sounds like a job for the Elias. Like, I don't really want to, but it feels like I'm supposed to. <laughs> oh, our genius uh, absolutely want wants to. to. <laughs> I live for this kind of I, stuff. I know you do. I don't even know if he's a wannabe buried type. Look, if he had any preferences, he would have told you when he was... Possessing that. Sure, he didn't, he didn't say anything. Yeah. Like, what, some of his last words was, I don't give a shit what you do with the body. Just make sure the notes get where they gotta go. That's true, he did say that. Fucking fire me out of a cannon, I don't care. Well, as in all matters of the grave, I turn it over to my gravekeeper. And I take those responsibilities very seriously. And uh, I'm gonna do a really good job. Because Teoblith was, uh, he was something. But he was a friend and a hero. He deserves uh, proper grave digging. A friend to who? <laughs> friend to the cause. Ah, I'll give you that. Kind of. <laughs> He's closer to an enemy of the enemy of the cause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, Uchard's gonna pour over Teobless notes while I assume Thelias, uh This will give me a good time to... I would actually like to do this alone if... That's all right. To give me some time to, you know, deal with my whole Randolph thing and a grave digging and sort of ceremony would all sort of set the mood for that pretty well, I think. Okay. Do you have anything to build on that or you're just going to like, it's just something Elias is doing off screen? Yeah, he'll be doing that off screen. Uh, If I come up with anything, you know, while I'm while you guys are role playing and, and going through stuff. Uh, you know, I'll chime in like, oh, by the way, guys, I did this or that. But yeah, he'll, he'll be doing that off screen and just sort of making it um, not not actively role playing it. Okay. All right. So that leaves Uhtred, Arginus, and Valbar uh, kind of with the rest of the afternoon slash evening to just kind of do whatever. Yep. I'm going through notes. Okay. So I guess... You guys, uh, you know, do your evening evening tasks. Uhtred, uh, continues studying Teobleth's notes. Thalias does a proper burial for Teobleth. Anything from the others? Valbar is, unless someone approaches him, he's mostly just going to sit in silence and kind, like, kind of meditate, kind of just watch what's going on. He's still adjusting to the situation. All right, then I think we can uh, skip right along to the following day. I would encourage Thelias to channel the Hierophant today. Try yeah, and cure, yeah, cure yeah. your disease. 
But wait, are we leaving today? Am I going to be a Hierophant all day? I mean, no matter when you channel the Hierophant, you'd be the Hierophant all day. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. It's terrible that it would happen on a day where we, in theory... Where we're doing something? Well, in theory, we wouldn't be getting into combat. And, you know, it would be just a travesty if we ever had a combat with a true healer. Yeah. No, I I hear (laughs) you. But stay diseased. I don't care. No, no, no. So... Thalias wakes up and channels the Hierophant. Immediately casts Cure Disease. Uh, part of me wants to have your old fortitude as like part of that no, no, no. process, but you didn't contract a first thing in the morning, so I think I'll you know stay yeah. consistent with that. Perfect. Alright. So remove disease is not automatic. And if you thought it would be, shame on you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, shame on me, as usual. So, remove disease. You need to make a caster level check against the DC of each disease affecting the target. Uh, success means that the disease is cured. Now, you do have that that like gambit spell that you just picked up. I know. I'm definitely going to use that if this goes sideways. Alright, well go ahead and uh, cast remove disease and make a caster level check. What's my caster level check? 1d20 plus my caster level? Yep. Come on, don't fuck this up. Okay, let's gambit, because that was a three. Okay. And that's frustrating, because now I'm, like, cursed my next two. Well, it's what is the it next exactly? two It's the next two rounds, I think, so all you really need to do is just wait. Yeah. Oh, whew, okay. So let's try that again with the gambit, and then I'll try to avoid making saves or anything in the next two rounds. What level spell is that? It is... A, it's called Borrow Fortune, and it's a level three spell. Okay, so it's, so it's the same level as just casting a remove disease again. <laughs> yeah, so you're really not doing yourself any favors, actually. You're just using up the same spell slot to give yourself a reroll. Oh, because I could it try to. Oh, oh, oh! I you see. could just cast it again. Yeah, it. There's oh. no expensive components or anything. So yeah, and you don't have the normal spells per day of a medium. Uh, while you're channeling the higher opinion, you have the spells per day of a mesmerist. So you have five. Oh, you have yeah, five spells per day of third level. Because I just looked at my list plus bonus spells. Right. So probably six. What's your charisma modifier, Thalias? It's probably pretty good. I mean, it have to be plus eight for more than plus one. It's uh plus six. Damn. Okay. So you have six third level spells. Okay. You just used one of them on a fail, so. Well, let's use another one. And not fail this time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, 19, plus 15, 34. Damn, all right. Disease be gone! <laughs> yeah, you rid the uh, the disease, which was called uh, Forsaken Agony, and actually had a save DC of 29. Um, God. Yeah. We could have been here all day. I mean, 29. And I've been like, just in case I was keeping this last part to myself. But now that you've, uh, you've read it, the the most fun part of this. Now fun. We have very different definitions of the word. So fun for you. You mean it's just, I, it's just fun. I, I, I wouldn't have like fun for everybody. Yeah. It's just fun. Uh, 
Those who suffer from forsaken agony are strangely contagious to others. The sickness can be spread by touch, but only when the creature suffering from the disease touches another creature when no other creatures are within line of sight. <laughs> forsaken agony is not <laughs> contagious when the sufferer can see two or more creatures. So, like, because the Shimtal uh, Sakil, like, their whole thing is, like, isolation. Like, they... They make you fear being alone and, like, just compound on top of that. So this disease is most lethal when you're alone plus one. Like, you just have a single confidant and they suffer for it. Oh, jeez. You know, it's it's pretty thematic that uh, I got... We've we quarantined all you that. outside. No. <laughs> while, uh, while I'm, like, ruminating on how I'll never see... Uh, Randolph again and they're like oh yeah Joe by the way (laughs) are you feeling alone in this world go ahead and uh, make a disease check yep so it was it was 1d6 wisdom drain jeez if I hit zero wisdom what happens exactly ah because I legitimately only had one wisdom after that roll oh my god really (laughs) yeah Okay, so nothing would have happened. Like, if you, if you went down to zero, you would have been, I think, comatose, like normal, uh, oh for wisdom drain. But the thing with the then the thing with the senses. So each time you fail your save, you take one d six wisdom drain, and you also get sensory loss. I roll a d six, and whatever I land on, you lose that sense permanently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if the thing that I rolled was already taken, I just go to the next one up. And I rolled oh one twice in a row. So you got taste, which was the most nothing sense, and you got smell, the next most nothing sense. Uh, a natural six would have been all. Just immediately lose all your senses. And if a creature rolls a result that it's already suffering from, next I blah, blah, blah. A creature that has lost the use of all senses that fails a saving throw against Forsaken Agony instead takes 1d4 points of con drain. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's probably the most dynamic and debilitating disease I've ever seen Pathfinder. Yeah. And it's nice that it was like, uh, oh yeah, you lost your... Like, if, it, if I was blind or something, I'd remember that. But I remember it not being so bad. And then you're like, roll again. I'm like, uh... <laughs> well, I don't really remember this. What is... It's sneaky. Yeah. And like, then, like, going back to the, like, isolation, like, the whole thing of losing your senses all just isolating you from the world one sense yeah. at a time. Wow. All joking aside, I think it's a super fun disease, but I can understand if I'm alone. I can see where the fun, like, yeah, I can see that. At first you said fun, and I thought immediately, like, (laughs) bad fun, but that, I I agree with you. Um, All right, so fortunately, with only two rolls, Thalias has rid himself of that super fun disease. Um, But yeah, you guys are now in curse, and maybe... uh, Maybe Uhtred, Arginus, and Thalias, like, wait, like, a minute, just kind of bracing, <laughs> but Arasni does not uh, join you. <laughs> I, uh, I, I go, uh, all right, everybody, uh, keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times, <laughs> and then we move. Uh, quick question. From, like, the last time we were in Curse to now, how long has that been? Ooh... Let's see. Probably like a week or week and a half. So let's see. Marina examined each of you, I think, once per day. So that's four right there. And then I think 
There was a couple days with no examinations, but those were like the, uh, the werewood attacks. And then you guys spent the night in the Blue Gardens, and then you spent the night back in Yellow Spawn. So yeah, like eight days, give or take. I'd like to uh, mention the fact that our genus is only familiar with that one spot on the street and uh, the middle of Rogar's kitchen. Yeah, so which location does our genus go to? <laughs> the Rogar's kitchen. I mean, he's also familiar with, like, the outside of Rogar's oh, house. yeah, that's right. He, and it's greater teleport. It. You don't have to be familiar. He's be like, I want to go here. There you go. Yeah, but I'm going to make that my excuse. <laughs> that's fine. So our genus teleports inside of Rogar's kitchen? Yep. God damn it. <laughs> our genus, didn't you listen to Marina? This is impolite. <laughs> our genus can't, like, hide the giggles. He's just kind of, like, bursting out laughing at this point. Oh, I'm sorry. I just want to make everybody as uncomfortable as I am. <laughs> job well done. Good job. <laughs> yeah, you said it twice. <laughs> Is there anyone in the kitchen maybe screaming their head off? <laughs> Mommy, Daddy, the Batman are back! Highs or lows? Arginus? Oh, uh, <laughs> am I the one who's making that call? Uh, lows. Lows, there's someone in the kitchen? Yeah, lows, there's someone in the kitchen. 84. <laughs> kitchen is empty. But that said, uh, there is a sort of like audible Screaming component. coming from the living room? <laughs> <laughs> there is a sort of audible component that comes with teleporting, a little little magical pop as like the air rapidly expands where you where you appeared and after a few moments uh you hear footsteps and yeah, you would see uh Ingrid Rogar's wife enter the kitchen and at first she seems very worried, but just after a moment she realizes that oh, these are those those party crashers from before. <laughs> I'm We're sorry, not with a god yeah. this time. <laughs> oh, uh, hello, uh, Uhtred, our genus Thalias. Um, he's you know new. we have we have a uh, we have a front door. We know. Yes. Yes. I glare at our genus. Yeah. Well, she se- she seems a little ticked. That you have, again, teleported inside of her kitchen. Uh, probably, like, knocking, uh, like, some, like, plates off the table or something in the process. Um, she says, well, I suppose you're here to see Rogyar. Just give me one moment. Thank you. Velbar would turn to our genus and be like, that was rather rude, you know. Uh, get used to it, Velbar. <laughs> our genus... Sometimes Hart gets out in front of his brain. <laughs> Aren't gnomes supposed to be fun? Are you stereotyping me? <laughs> oh, no, no. I wouldn't do that, Filebar. Don't look at me, Arginus. I'm not getting you out of that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. I will play the race card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you guys can just take it from there. Uh, Rogar uh, enters the kitchen. Rogar. Hey, Rogar. Hi. It, we do have a front door, you know. I, I'm i sorry. Just, everybody keeps on talking about this. It's rude, Arginus. 
Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, thought I'd dampen the blow. <laughs> oh my god. With a sledgehammer? <laughs> if I break your left leg, your body won't register the pain of me breaking your right arm. You think this is rude? Wait till you find out why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we have some information we need to make you aware of. Elias uh, goes over towards Rogar and sort of pulls out a chair as, as Uhtred says this, signifying that this might be um, big information. Yeah, Elias is right. You might want to sit down. Rogar like crosses his ar- his legs midair in like a seated position, and Thalias um, <laughs> right next not to, to the be made a fool of sits in it. Yeah, Thalias not to be made a fool of sits in the chair himself, as if that was his plan all along. <sighs> we we're in a place called Yoli's Pond, and we met some. Well, no, you're, this is curse. You're in curse. We're in curse now. After we left the last time we were here, well, let's just say Arasni didn't make it out of her fight with the Whispering Tyrant. Yeah, I heard. It's what you get for trusting an undead. Uh, well, that, trust is a, is a strong word that I think pretty evidently of the last time we were here, it was clear I didn't trust her. <laughs> uh, as this is going on, like you would see Valbar, like, as soon as Rogar says that's what you get for trusting an undead, Valbar just turns his gaze on Rogar, and you see Rogar kind of like wobble in the air a sec. <laughs> and then at Uhtred's comment, Valbar's gaze swings back to Uhtred. Well, before... I don't even know if Arasni's dead or not, but before the battle ended, she was able to send us across to a place called Yoli's Pond. And we met a woman... That could sense our ovals. For the first time, had some idea of what they might be. Have you ever heard... What did you find about the Kumaru? Uh, that is a word that I could not find in any book in Curse. I thought that might be the case. I'd never heard of it before getting sent there, but... Well... The Kumaru, essentially, for the lack of a better word, is this area's Starstone. And, well, Aridin had spent a lot of time there studying the Kumaru. So much so that he was even able to create a shield from it. And our obols are those shattered pieces of that shield intertwined into our souls learning what the obols actually are this person was able to devise a way where we can use the obols against the whispering tyrant but it is very much going to be a suicide mission and worse yet we can't guarantee that doing this won't result in Every living person that has an old hole also dying. When I say dying, I don't mean just dying, move on to the afterlife, be judged and lived out in eternity. Dying. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No undeath, no afterlife, no resurrection through divine natures. 
completely in utter nothingness for your immortal soul. Elias is looking intently at Rogar's, you know, expression and mannerisms when he hears this news. Like, his, like the bomb just dropped. Like that's it. What uh, what does Rogar think of this? Rogar would definitely kind of go, kind of like limp in the air. Like, like he's like kind of, like I said, he's kind of like sitting midair with his legs crossed, and his legs just kind of limply fall. And he's just kind of like staring off into the distance for a second. Okay. He's taking this well. And, and he'll kind of come back into the moment and look at Uhtred again. So how, what, what would this accomplish? Well, at the very least, it would take away his super weapon. He wouldn't be able to use the shard in his palm anymore, and in theory, he wouldn't be able to make any more, which he currently is attempting to do. We, we were in Gallowspire. We found some information that he had sent a dragon over to Timbaha Mountain, which is near where Yoli's Pond is, where this Kumaru resides, albeit dead at the moment they think that he could fashion more shards and more weapons even from the remains of the Kumaru so we're fairly certain that at the very least we can take that up that avenue away from him best case scenario he perishes into eternal nothingness alongside us and worst case is he reforms in however long and continues to terrorize the inner sea uh, I wouldn't say that's worst case but yes at least in that scenario though there's some sort of fighting chance he wouldn't have the ability to not only nuke whole cities in an instance but he wouldn't be increasing his own forces by doing it Sure, he's still going to be the Whispering Tyrant, but he was able to be contained once in that level. Rogar f- kind of floats over to the the doorway of, of the kitchen and just peeks his head around. Um, can't really see what he's looking at in the other room, but you can imagine that's where uh, his wife is, probably recovering from the, the indignity of finding the, the four of you just appearing in her kitchen and he he just kind of floats there for a second looking at at her before he he floats back and looks and looks at the the group of you again well uh i mean i already died once i wasn't able to to save my son but if this can save my wife and my daughter from what we've had to go through and what i've seen of these other refugees from the gravelands then then it's worth it. I've gotten what time I could with them, and hopefully I've got time yet, but... And you might, Rogar. We we don't know f- for certain what will happen to anyone that's not within the blast radius, but... Well, if the price for their safety is my soul, then that's a price that I pay willingly. I didn't really expect anything different from you, but... Wanted to make sure you 
had as much time as possible to spend with them and prepare. Well, I appreciate I appreciate that that much of a heads up. I've been getting such an influx of refugees from what used to be last wall. We've honestly been talking about pulling up and heading back to High Helm. It seems like a a safer place for us than than being so close to what's happening. I don't even know if that's true, Rogar. High Helm is probably a valuable target. The Whispering Tyrant's going to want to hit. It's a bad situation all around. When you go, if you go to the larger cities, you run the risk of that being the next radiant fire zone. Or you stay into the smaller cities and outskirts and deal with what I imagine is an ever-growing supply of undead. Yes, well, dwarves have always survived by sticking together. So that's what we're going to do, for good or for ill. Fair enough. How have you been, other than the terrible news we just bestowed upon you? Yeah, you look great. <laughs> Lost weight? Well, yeah, that's what happens when we're trying to feed thousands of refugees. Food gets scarce pretty quickly. I'm not sure how much you've heard, but Last Wall is... It's gone, lad. We hadn't heard this Valbar over here did let us know of another city being attacked with the Radiant Fire, but I kind of figured once Vigil fell, Last Hole was going to be a lost cause. I am not entirely sure what happened at, at Renchurch, other than the Watcherlord's army wasn't completely destroyed, but a good portion of it still was at the, the destruction of Hammer Rock, and just ever since then, it's just been boat after boat, raft, anything people could cling to to cross the water, just floating in to curse, trying to get as far away as they could from the devastation. Now, y- you would be aware that, you know, Last Wall does have a functioning, if currently crumbling, infrastructure. Yeah, like Volumus. Uh, it's the like the south east corner of Last Wall, bordering Lake and Carth, and it's basically on the other side of the lake as uh, Curse. But like the city of Volumus is still like operating relatively normally, uh, even if its primary function right now is to ferry refugees from the countryside into Volumus or into uh, Druma. And other parts of the inner sea as well. Yeah, it's not like uh, like World War Z or anything like that, where it's like no no like authority left anywhere or anything like that. I imagine it's similar to like maybe like some Japanese cities after the the, the bombs were dropped. Like they're still kind of functioning normally, but they just kind of have this fear hanging over their heads that their city could be destroyed at any time. Yeah. No, didn't mean to interrupt, just wanted to give you that context. So, uh, yeah, so tell me about this, what did you call it, Yoli's Pond? Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> this guys have a lot of negative things to say about Yoli's Pond. Well, when we got there, it seemed like it was awesome, and then 
it's just been freaking chore after chore. Do go on, Thalias. Tell us how you really feel about it. It's gotta be really bitter after all that loafing around you were able to do before you went to Yolispan. <laughs> oh, it's beat Gallowspire, how about that? But no, it's it's a step up from Gallowspire for sure, but uh, that place certainly has its share of troubles, and there's been no shortage of uh, attacks on the city and uh, trouble that we've had to deal with there. We have met an ally in Morena, however, and she's been extremely helpful, if not, uh, well, pretty delightful. Of bad news. Well, yeah, minus the constant bad news she keeps giving us, but she's a great cook, Rogar. They have this food called salsa. And let me tell you, <laughs> it's, it must be what the gods eat. It must be what the gods eat. It's, it's like chopped it's, up it, tomatoes. It's so easy to make, too. You would never have guessed. It's, it's onions and, and tomatoes, and, and they, they have cilantro, and they have these things called chilies. They're like a, this little like spice, they make you go... But it, it, it just all it works... So magnificently. Zeus is up there with his uh, white robes and his thunder throne. Got salsa all over his face and robes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, I can't get enough of this stuff. And then it just goes back to pure white because he's a god and it's the food of gods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> As someone who only eats unsalted potatoes, Rogyar, you, uh... <laughs> you are quite uh, intrigued by this salsa, if that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> no, but they are... It's a different life over there, Rogyar. They took their star stone and basically used it to benefit the whole nation. Honestly, until we arrived and things started to go haywire, it seemed like it was pretty much a utopia. That does seem to follow you around, doesn't it, lad? <sighs> I, I guess that's just what we do now. Well, it certainly seems like there's no rest for the righteous, huh? Yep, I guess not. Well, as long as you're here, you're welcome to... You're welcome to, to stay here for whatever whatever accommodations I can provide. We should only be a, a day or two. So what brings you here? Are you, are you just here to visit little old me, or is there something else that brings you to curse? Well, mostly I felt if I had the ability to tell you this news to your face, you deserve to hear it from my mouth. Secondarily, I'd like to try and supply up for this next endeavor of ours. You see, we ravaged the economy of Yoli's Pond before we left. Well, I, it wasn't that we ravaged it. We just didn't stop the ravaging in time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, how are the markets, Rogar? Honestly, they're probably in pretty good shape with all the extra traffic. Probably about breaking even, I would say. There's... A lot more people here, which is usually good for the market, but they're not exactly traveling with piles of wealth either. They're just no, that's they fair. just kind of took whatever they could carry on their way out of out of last wall. But I'm sure with enough looking, you could find whatever you're looking for. Oh, that's good. And a completely unrelated to us incident, 
Yolispan's market was not in the best of shape when we left. Uh-huh. Nor were the gardens. <laughs> we don't really need to mention that, do we, Thalias? No, it's just just sort of trail off, thinking about how gorgeous that place is and how there's trouble literally everywhere. Like the gardens, come on. I mean... Like Gallowspire, you expect to have a bad time? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You that's that's the Elias' gripe with this whole place. You don't it's go like to Utopia a and you're like, oh. and get your heart ripped out. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Rogue, you're gonna twenty three cents motive. <laughs> Explain all of all of our adventuring and how uh, Uchard says we know, don't really need to bring that up to Elias and Elias like, yeah, I know, and then immediately step by step explains yeah. everything. He's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, I know. Sits there, arms crossed. But, you know, it's like the. It's just going on about. We went to. There's gardens, right? There's blue gardens of Tulil. They're gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, just go and investigate and talk to, you know, the leader. Turns out the guy's a total crazy man. And he just keeps going on about <laughs> all of our different endeavors and how it seems like it's everything's so nice, but it's, you know, death and uh, decay at every turn. Rogar would actually kind of give a chuckle as, as the last does. I was like, yeah. That sound may be coming out of Randolph's body, but. That is definitely youth, Elias. I laugh with you, and uh, I start to think that, like, I'm really glad that we came to see Rogyar, because it's like the friendship and the these bonds really go a long way in these times. Like, I found out yesterday that if, the, <laughs> if they reverse the Obol thing, like, I'm never going to see Randolph again, and I'm going to become, you know, boom, nothing, and it's, it could happen at any time. But now seeing Rogar, it actually, and you know, talking to him, and it's all, it's all actually pretty good for Thalias. It's um, what's the Kinder, word for it? What like things are bad, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Give him some uh, trauma dump while I'm at it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's here for, I guess. I like to, I like to think that uh, while we're doing this, we're also reminiscing about the times that we spent together. You know, it's like talking about the Blue Gardens and how you know there's these monsters, I'm like oh. You know, remember that other time? You know, remember the good old days when it was just the balls of weeping faces? <laughs> yeah, just re- remember the ball of faces? <laughs> yeah, yeah, shit like that. <laughs> Don't remind me. Alright, so I imagine you guys just kind of uh, kick back, shoot the shit for a while. At one point or another, uh, you guys can just kind of go explore the the markets of Curse do some shopping, which we can do uh, between sessions. If anyone has any like important purchases, we can always go over that. Our genus does ha- uh, want to pull over Uhtred for a moment. You're getting pulled over. I swear, man. officer, I wasn't doing that fast. Uhtred, <laughs> <laughs> uh, something in uh, what you said in there uh, kind of bothered me a little bit okay this isn't an end all to to Tarbe Fan. I'm thinking to myself <laughs> if we sacrifice ourselves for this is Galarian losing its most powerful people that are capable of taking down Tarbefon, or at the very least, keeping him at bay? Our genus, we are far from the most powerful people in Galarian. 
Well, <laughs> did you not see your uh, Please, you think we're more powerful than someone like Geb? Not to mention all the different dragons that inhabit this land. No, we are certainly not the best option that Galarian has to offer. Uh, I'm, I'm okay <laughs> with the uh, with this plan going through, but I think this might need to be <laughs> thought about a little bit further. Uh, in in all seriousness, like out of game. Our genus didn't realize, or at the very least, Tom didn't realize that this wasn't an end-all to, uh, to Tarbefon. So there's I mean, definitely it a, it, it might be, it could be, but, like, there's that chance of that it's not, uh, and since we're the, it, it feels like we're the only people active at this point, right, towards this, like... Towards this specific Obal related mission, yes. Towards the overall, we have to stop the Whispering Tyrant, most definitely not. Like, we saw the army of Last Wall, like, we know the city across from Curse is still functioning. Like, whoever the higher ups or whatever is left of the government, most certainly, like, on the agenda one through ten, it's stop Tarbaf on every single slot. Yeah. And I think the big thing here too is right now Tarbafon has the element of surprise on his side. Like he the fact that he was able to kind of suddenly reemerge and to put out this much devastation this quickly, like the nations of Galarian just have not had time to mobilize anything to go against him so like at the very least like turning his weapon back on him not only stops his nuke capabilities but then like even if he does come back it gives the other nations time to mobilize a force to to try and deal with him again yeah like when you guys were at Renchurch and like you had to try to turn back uh, Watcherlord Althun's army, like, at that point, yeah, like, you're looking at what the good guys have versus what the bad guys have, and it was just no contest. Um, but that, those were the actions and the mobilization of a nation of heartbroken, desperate people who were not about to wait for other nations to come to their side, and you know, irrationally rushed off to drown in retribution. The The reality is that basically the entire world opposes Tarbafan, and while you guys are on your way to being some of the most powerful heroes that the Inner Sea has, you are certainly not the most powerful heroes, and there are, like, given time, there are certainly a, a fair number of high-level uh, high-level opposition that, combined with, you know, the support of their own, could certainly give Tarbafan plenty of reason to pause. Like he, he's he is singularly the most powerful lich that the Inner Sea has ever seen, and one-on-one, -on -one, he's probably 
one of the single most one of the single most powerful individuals on Galarian right now, but there are there are certainly not zero options without you guys. It's a uh, <laughs> it, it, it's just a thought. Uh, if it popped up as a problem this quickly, <laughs> uh, I can imagine there being some other weapon that will make its way forward and devastate just as equally. You could be right about that, but as a military man, one of the things you learn in the academy is you could think of the what-ifs for a lifetime, but you can focus on the what-are and do something about that. I appreciate your academy, uh, uh, your academy rules. Uh, I will abide by that wisdom for the rest of my life. Not quite the, what I was going for, Arginus, but if it really nope. struck it such a chord, it has gotten to you. me to my core. The rest of my life being like what the next week or so. <laughs> Unfortunately, they don't teach you in the academy to teleport to the goddamn front door. <laughs> no, I think they teach you that in the academy. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to we'll have to cross reference. Okay, so you guys can you know take whatever time you want to shopping, do any other downtime uh, activities that you would like in curse. Um, but I don't see it. Unless anyone's got anything really extensive to do, I don't see any reason why we can't just uh, assume this all gets done in one day. Yeah. Um, so, the following morning, uh, you guys can uh, say your goodbyes to Rogyar, and then uh, Arginus does his thing, and you guys uh, greater teleport back to Yoli's Pond. I assume right back into Marina's kitchen. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you beat yeah, me to a bat. Spell. <laughs> uh, uh, the spell is great, but we can only go to kitchens. <laughs> <laughs> Real tiny fine print at the very bottom of the spell entry. <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> All right, perfect. Uh, and I think we can pick it up there next week on the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. See ya. See ya. See ya. It's a much better ending than last time. Last time was... Yikes. (laughs) 